This is the Shrimps Verdict podcast. All opinions expressed to those of the individual contributors and not necessarily those of either Morecambe Football Club or of Beyond Radio. Every kick, every game, every goal. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio. Thanks for downloading episode 150 of the Shrimps Verdict podcast, part of Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio. This is Dave Salmon. Really appreciate your ears as ever. So uh, no game for the Shrimps this midweek. The game against Crew going to be rearranged for a second time. First time because of the international call-ups, of course, and that the weather put in paid to action on Tuesday night. But we'll try again on Saturday. I think the weather is looking like it's going to be a bit better over the next few days. So we should be good to go at the weekend for Colchester United and their visit to the Mazuma Mobile Stadium in League 2. Let's look ahead to that game now Then I've been chatting to Ryan, who is the man behind the Up The Use official Twitter feed you can check that out right now up the use official the letter u uh, or search for it on youtube as well the colchester united fans vlog and a long time colchester united supporter good chat here with ryan we speak all about the appointment of the cowleys uh, to their management team i think they're on their third manager of the season aren't they colchester we speak about uh, avoiding relegation because of course colchester are third bottom in the table going into the clash and of course uh, we've both also lost our star loan strikers back to parent clubs in the january transfer window good chat with uh, ryan about those things and uh, many other matters besides ahead of the game on saturday if you're not going down to the mazuma mobile stadium uh, we are going to be of course bringing you all the action live on fm and dab plus digital radio from just before 2.55 on Beyond Radio and also of course you can listen and watch via I Follow Shrimps uh, I am away this weekend I'm at a stag do uh, not mine uh, a friend uh, wish me all the best with that so I'm gutted to be missing the game but you are going to be in the very safe hands of Matt Horton and Morecambe goalkeeper Stu Moore bringing you all the action live from the Mazuma I will be back uh, for the game next Saturday week on Saturday uh, away at Crawley Town so let's look ahead to the weekend then uh, with Ryan from Up The Use ahead of Danny Cowley's men's trip to the Mazuma this coming Saturday. Reaction to the action. This is the Shrimp's Verdict on Beyond Radio. So, Ryan, thanks for jumping back on the pod, mate. Really appreciate your time. Uh, now, uh, it, it seems quite a while ago since we last played. It, as I remember, it was quite a warm, sunny day at your place and uh, a good game for us on, on that occasion. Uh, but I think it's fair to say since we last played each other, there's been, well, significant changes for, for both teams, both in terms of personnel and in terms of management too. Yeah, definitely. Um, when we last played, I believe it would have been uh, Ben Garner in charge and the Ben Garner style of football was a nice style of football to watch. But I think it's evident to see now with where the Cowleys have come in that he lost the dressing room. Um, I think he was a bit bit too hard, too fast. He sort of came in and was very much, this is how I want the club to be run. And the club's been in a sort of losing battle for quite a few years. And for someone like that to come in with such harsh um, like rules and stuff like that, I think the players just were just down in tools. And you could sort of see that towards the end. They weren't really listening. Um, and then the horrible, horrible eight, nine, ten games under Matthew Everton, which was just 
absolutely diabolical. The football was some of the worst I've seen in a long time. The fans were very, very toxic towards him and our players, which some people will say is just me personally. I'm I'm a supporter of Colchester United, so I don't go to the game to boo the fa- uh, boo the players, boo the management. I go there to support them. Um, but like I say, it, it was I was sort of sitting there thinking it is time for a change. Everington's he's had long enough in in, in um, press conferences. What he was saying just wasn't adding up on the pitch. He was saying that this player played well when to us fans, he wasn't. Um, some players not being played or some players being played longer than what they potentially should have. Um, and we're now in the Danny Cowley era, which has got to be the biggest buzz I've seen around the stadium for many a years. Um, the the first home game where we played... Um, Team's completely gone out of my head now. Um, I can't... How have I just forgotten who our last home game was against? Uh, Bradford. Bradford. How could I forget? Yes, the rugby team, Bradford, with their big rugby players at the back. How could I forget that? Um, It's the most packed out I've seen the South Stand in a long, long time. Um, There's a video where you see Danny Cowley coming out of the tunnel and in the background you can see all the work that the BWA are doing with putting on a pre-match atmosphere. And it was honest from the last home game that we played where we were protesting and wanted to be as quiet as possible to this home game, completely different. And yeah, I think the sky's the limit. It's going to take time. I mean, we've been, we've had two games under him so far. We were 2-0 down against Swindon and got a 2-2 result. We were 1-0 down against Bradford and were able to, second half play so much better and actually flip around our first half performance. So it's looking it's looking good. Like I say, the sky's the limit really with the Cowleys because they've got such a good pedigree behind them. And the fans, obviously not it wasn't that long ago that they had their brilliant run with Lincoln. And um, they also went on to Huddersfield and Portsmouth and done good jobs there. Obviously the Portsmouth one unfortunately ended with them being let go. But just the way that the the buzz around the club and you can see even the players, the way they're playing. And the, the main thing, just the way that the, the pair of them talk in interviews with Danny Cowley, he was after the Bradford game, he was saying, I'm very impressed with the players. I'm very impressed with how uh, the players done the things that require no talent. So throwing yourself in front of the ball, getting back and stuff like that. And it's like, like he's he sort of said like all them sort of things you can see that he's drilled into them go that requires no talent every single one of you can throw yourself in front of the ball so do it and he's obviously now he's working on building the bit which does require the talent and working out the players that he wants in his team and working out his formation so yeah since the last time we played i think i think this time will probably be a bit of a better showing for us um, but like I say, we're still early on. Obviously, the game against Salford got cancelled, so we were able to have another extra week of training, which is nice. Um, I think it was cancelled before. I think we were travelling up on the Thursday for the game on the Friday, and I think it was cancelled on the Wednesday. So there was no needless travel up there or anything like that. So the players are refreshed. They're ready to go. So touch wood, we get a couple more players back from injury. I think Nico Lawrence and Jay Mingy are coming back soon. So... These are just more players to give the Cowleys a bit of a head scratch to work out what their team is. But for us fans, it is a brilliant time to be supporting Colchester at the moment. We'll talk about the Cowleys in a bit more detail in a sec, Ryan, if we may. But Ben Garner had a good 
reputation, didn't he? I mean, I think the Matthew Etherington mistake, as, as you would put it, that was from an outsider's point of view. That was all a, a little bit, a bit strange the way it came about, and and obviously the way that, that you had to fight to to keep him and get him in the job in the first place didn't quite sit quite nicely. But Ben Garner had that reputation. Did you pot him a bit too soon, or, or did you need to make that change? So at the time, I thought it was a bit harsh on Ghana being sacked. Um, it was the first time that we played a totally different style of football, a totally different formation. We were constantly playing a 4-2-3-1, and then Ghana come in and we were playing a 4-3-1-2, like the 5-2-1-2 sort of thing. Um, and it looked nice. It looked good. The passing around the back was something that, a fan, that, something that fans weren't overly keen on because... You could see against the at the time we were saying against the lower league teams, it's going to look really good, and we're going to be able to pass pass around the back and pick teams out. But against the top of the league teams, against your Rex at the time, Wrexham's not and um, Notts County and teams like that, we were like, this is we're good to be picked apart. They're going to play a high pass, and Paul Mullen, Macaulay Longstaff, they're just going to tap it into an empty net, and we're going to look very foolish. Um. But there was then an article that came out that said about um, the players wanted to get in as late as possible and leave as early as possible, which when we then read that, you then sort of cast your mind, because this came out after he was sacked. So it, you then cast your mind back and think, well, we were always one-dimensional. It was always the same sort of formation. And it was always take the two strikers off, put a pair, a pair of new strikers on up front. Um, and there wasn't really like a formation change or a tactics change. And you could see in that 75th to 80th minute, our players were knackered. They were not up with play. And when you then read that, they wanted to be in as late as possible, leave as early as possible. You then sort of think, well, that's obviously why there was no tactic change and no formation change and the fitness wasn't there because they just didn't want to be there. So maybe Ghana was a little bit too hard, too far with the losing mentality that's around the club, um, which... Our owner, Robbie Cowling, he doesn't like negativity towards Colchester. So anytime there is negativity towards Colchester, he just gets rid of it sort of thing. So maybe he had the disagreement with um, Robbie, between Robbie and Ben, or um, I'm not quite sure. But one thing that was evident was that he definitely lost the dressing room. Um, and then Everington going eight games without a a win it, he he kept claiming I need more time you need to give me time but eight games without a win it's obviously that it's not going to work if, if you you get the ninth the ninth game and you get the win and then you lose the tenth game it's like well well done you got one win but out of ten games you won one of them like it doesn't matter if you've been in the been the manager for ten years or if you've been the manager for ten minutes that is not a record that's going to keep you as a manager um, and it was time time for him to go um, we've got some big games coming up against teams that are in and around us that under him we would we would never have won them. Um now with the Cowleys it's looking a bit bit better. We've got Forest Green after we play you. Um and that's a game that we owe them a thrashing because they beat us five 0 at their place. So we owe them a thrashing. We've got five goals to get back from them. So hope and that's at home as well. So hopefully we'll get a big crowd there to get behind the players and Hopefully we can, yeah, like I say, we've we've got five goals to get back on Forest Green. So six, seven, a win, that'll be a uh, decent. 
despite the Cowley's appointment though, Ryan, and as, as glamorous as the appointment it is, and I think in some circles from an outsider's point of view, probably quite a, a surprising appointment that he managed to attract the Cowleys into the club in the first place. Against that backdrop, you have still got a bit of work to do, to say the least, to, to, to pull a bit clear of the bottom two. Oh, 100%. If you look at the, obviously the players that we've got in the team, they're still the same players that under Garner and under Everington were getting the losses. Um, we've had two new signings in Connor Wilkinson and Jaden Richardson, who... In the first, the first game I saw that saw Wilkinson was the Bradford game, and Richardson was that was his first game as well. The pair of them looked brilliant. Connor Wilkinson, as soon as he got the ball, he'd have his back to the goal, and the first thing he'd want to do is turn and go right. Where's the goal? That way, I'm running, and he would just run with the ball. He's very confident on the ball. Jaden Richardson, very fast, agile fullback. Where we've now got him on one side, and we've got Jaden Fevrier that can play on the other side if we want to play the sort of five back. We want to play with a back four, he can play in that role. And then on the left, we can put Ian Darlow and move Fevrier further forward. Um, and we've got players coming back from injury. Um, Nico Lawrence and Jane Mingi should be back fairly soon. They're two very big players for us, both very confident with the ball. Um, Nico Lawrence is a young player. He's on loan from Southampton and he gets the ball. And again, he just wants to run with it and play with it. The only way I can really... I always use, I don't know why it is. I always use Man City as the example, but everyone wants to play like them. When I watch him, he plays very much like a John Stones. He's a centre back that's happy to run with the ball, um, which is is brilliant for us to have. We play like the sort of if we play the back back three, he can play either side of say Connor Hall in the middle, and it allows him the sort of freedom to go forward a little bit. Um, but the Cowleys have got massive work to do. Culture start are in a relegation battle, but Bolton were bottom at Christmas one year and they got promoted. So all it takes is for Sutton and Forest Green just to get a few wins on the bounce, get that momentum, and then they start climbing. And all of a sudden, there's only one team worse off than Culture Start, and we're the ones looking up at that dotted line, thinking that's getting further and further away. So they've got big work to do, but the pair of them, they've got the knowledge, I feel, to get us out of this, this position. Um, and obviously, we've still got a few days left in January. So hopefully a few more signings in that they want to bolster their team, maybe a few going out on loan or being sold. Um, but yes, a lot of work to do, but we're confident that they can do it. Sounds like there needs to be that culture change as well, Ryan. And I think as you've alluded to already, the one thing that the Cowleys are going to absolutely insist on as a bare minimum is that as an individual player, you absolutely, regardless of your ability, you give it your absolute best when you take to the field. Yeah, 100%. I think that's the one thing that you can you can see straight away from the Cowleys that they demand that on the field. Um, it's, it's easy to see that if you're not sort of doing, like they said it in the interview, that he was very impressed that, the work that required no talent, everyone was very good at. It's clear to see that if you're not doing the basics, then we've got plenty of players in the positions to swap you out and put a new player in that will do the basics. We've got a very, very good core of young um, academy players that want to play in the first teams. Um, but just already, just the way that they've come in, um, the way that they speak, the way that they... Um, they are, are on like Twitter and stuff like that. It's so exciting for Colchester fans because we've never had this since they've been in. The players have even been more vocal on Twitter, which 
has never never happened really. You get the odd retweet or the odd like if you mention them about something good that they've done. Um, but even just engaging, some, um, there was a picture of Manny Egbo when he was out injured and someone put on there saying, rip jeans in 2020, uh, 2024, Manny. And he he just commented back saying, I'm one of the best dressed in the, best dressed in the dressing room. And we would never would have had that. We would have got like, a, he, he might have liked it. For, oh, that's quite funny. And liked it. He wouldn't have engaged in it. Um, so yeah, it is, it is very exciting for us at the moment. It seems to me as well, Ryan, as if we've both suffered from, uh, the, 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 the season long loan deals, which uh, aren't season long loan deals, they're half season long loan deals. And then if the club, uh, just demands them, then they go back or if they've not quite done so well as the hope, then they stay for the rest of the season. And, and that doesn't seem fair. We've both lost very, very good players as, as a result of them being recalled in the window. Joey, Joey Taylor, what a striker he has been for us. Uh, they always say never fall in love with a loan, but it was Absolutely. so hard. To, it was so hard not to fall in love with Joe Taylor. Um, there were talks, maybe his um, attitude wasn't the best, but for me, he was a young striker wanting to, he, obviously you got Luton who are in the Premier League. That's where everyone wants to play. So he wants to prove to the owners of Luton and the manager of Luton and say, look, you might put me on loan, but you want me in your team for next year, this year, couple of years time. And he, there, there were times where he, you sort of wanted him just to look up and pass the ball, but his just striking of the ball was fantastic. He knew where the goal was. One on one, you would back him no matter what to score. Um, like I said, there were times where you sort of think, "I'll oh, just lift your head up." And there was the game against MK Dons. We were. Absolutely awful against MK Duns. Uh, although Matty Evrington thought we played really well, but we were awful. And there was a chance where we were breaking through. It was one-on-one and we had Joe Taylor running through on goal. And that's who, at that time, we want running through on goal. He took a shot. It wasn't the best of shots. I think it went just wide of the post or the keeper saved it. But running up with him, alongside him, was young Che Cooper, who's an academy player. So all Taylor had to do was lift his head up, look across, see Cooper running, and he could have played it into him, tapped it into the goal, and that would have been 1-0. And then we could have just sat back and potentially got the three points. But it was at that point where you're like, lift your head up and you would have had the, the assist for a potential goal. But you can't blame him because if he was on a one-on-one, you're like, right, I want it to be Joe Taylor. If it was Cooper, you'd be like, why is that not Taylor? But because it was Taylor, you're like, he could have squared it to Cooper. Um, but he's he also, yeah, like you say, it was a season long loan, but we, we all knew he was performing really well in league at a bottom table league two side. You knew in January he was going to be recalled to be put into either um high or mid table league one. Obviously, he's gone to Lincoln, um, and I wish him nothing but the best, but God, I wish he stayed. He was fantastic, oh, definitely up there as one of the best loan players we've had in a, a long, long time. Yeah, we 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 feel the same about Michael Mellon and, and and some of our other loan players. Michael got fifteen goals for us before Christmas, so that takes a lot of replacing. Uh, JJ McKinn and our attacking midfielder got a hat trick against you in the in in the reverse fixture. He's injured this time round. He's out with a an ankle problem for a couple of months. So uh, two very different teams are going to be lining up with different managers. How do you see it going on on Saturday? When you look at the last sort of few times we've played you, uh, we've only won once, and that was in 
2018, um, and that was at your place. The last time we played at your place, we lost 3-0. The last time we played you, we lost 3-1. Looking at our form, we haven't won a single game in five. You won your last game against Milton Keynes. Uh, we haven't kept a clean sheet in 11 matches. Uh, we've ranked 17th in goals scored per match. You're ranked 13th. Uh, so we've got to turn it around at some point. So why not on Saturday? Uh, I'd love to say a win, but I know a lot of a lot of things nowadays are driven by stats. The the main thing I would probably say would be a draw. We've had six draws in the uh, 11 games that we've played against each other. So I'd be happy with a score draw, maybe a 2-2, 1-1, something like that. I think that would be a fair result for for both teams. Um, but obviously you're, you're going to be wanting the win because you're very close to the playoffs. We're going to want the win because we're very close to the relegation. So a 2-2 draw I'd be happy with, but... I think the main thing, a good solid performance to then go into that Forest Green game uh, and really put on a show. Ryan, I really appreciate your time, mate. Thanks uh, for uh, uh, hacking into your lunch hour to chat to us today. Uh, really, really appreciate it. Just one more question before you go. Are you going to stay up this season? I say yes and comfortably. Uh, what do you reckon? I want to say yes, comfortably. I'm going to say yes because of how bad Sutton and Forest Green are at the moment. But like I say, all that needs is a couple of games. And Forest Green, obviously, now have sacked Dini. They're going to be looking to replace him. They bring someone in with a lot of experience in. They bring in like a League Two Sam Allardyce. It puts a whole different spin on Forest Green. Um, I'm going to say yes, because when you think about the players we've got, although a lot of our really good players are out injured when they come back our team is going to be really really strong so I'm going to say yes I, I want to say yes comfortably but just looking on how the table's sitting at the moment there's only really sort of five teams in and around there and that's being really harsh to Grimsby Doncaster um so I think I think yeah we'll we'll, we'll stay up I think Forest Green Rovers have, have got Player for player, they've got uh, a, a very decent squad indeed. It's just they've not not played. I think I would fear a bit more for certain United. I think they are uh, they are quite restricted and limited, if you will, in, in what they can do. I don't think it matters who's in charge of certain. I think they've got to always play a certain way. But Forest Green, I think, are in a bit of a false position. And I think that that always, if you're in and around it yourself, I suppose that 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 is always the concern, isn't it? Like you say, it only takes a couple of weeks, a couple of good results, and suddenly that that six point gap is shortened, and uh, you might have more work to do than you think. Yeah, definitely. Um, like I say, the the momentum could be a massive thing. I'm, obviously, I'm sitting here saying about see. Forest Green get the results, they can start climbing. We could get the results and start climbing. Sutton can even do the same thing. Forest Green and Sutton are sitting on the same points. Yes, like you say, six points behind us. Um, I think the thing that will be for us, and I think for Forest Green as well, that game is going to be massive for both teams. I'm not, I don't want to say relegation six point because it's in February, but that is a big, I think, either team that wins that that will be their turning point to try and climb and actually get some wins behind them. Um, so, yeah, it's 
It's a horrible position for us to be in. Unfortunately, it's a position that we know all too well. This is, I think, season number five, where we're looking at that dotted line, thinking, is that getting closer or is that getting further away? Um, but I, th I think the Cowleys are the right, the right pair for the job. Um, I just hope that they're given the time, they, the fans give them the time, which I think they will. I think uh, Robbie Cowling is going to give them the time. He's wanted them for about eight years. We wanted them when they were at Braintree and then they went to Lincoln. So these are two that have been on the radar for a long time. So I think Robbie is going to give him the time, give him the money, give him the resources and say, look, this is a long, con this is a long term thing, not a short term thing. Ryan, appreciate your time, mate. Good luck for the rest of the season. Go and check Ryan out on Twitter X up the use official for uh, more uh, Colchester United content. You're going to be absolutely fine. I, think. I mean, I mean, come back to me at the end of, of April when <laughs> that's not the case. But uh, <laughs> I think you're going to climb the table and, and enjoy the, the 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 Cowley era. I think it's going to be a successful one. Yes, hopefully we'll do. Thank you very much for having me, and uh, good luck to you for the rest of the season. All the best, mate. Cheers. Every kick, every game, every goal. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio.